Wise Turtle Speaks is a series of offerings merging philosophy, physics, math, biology, psychology, sociology, education, art, politics, and even love together. We will explore the patterns of our consciousness as it moves through space and time and use those patterns to better understand and solve our problems in all four dimensions of the universe. Namaste. might wonder sometimes what are we doing here anyway what exactly is it that we do universally as these things who exist in the universe what are we doing well I think what we're doing is thinking therefore we are right I had a nice little podcast on that often misunderstood Descartes quote. If you want to go back and listen to it, I'll link to it on my blog. Um, But yes, what is thinking then? What is thinking? A lot of people think that it's just this intellectual thing that humans do, but no, no, it is not. Thinking, in a more universal sense, in a more globally understandable sense is taking in information, which is energy, and processing it in some way. And everything does that. All things that are things do this. All matter takes in energy, absorbs energy, is affected by it, whatever term you want to use, and that energy interacts with the thing itself, the matter that's in it, and does something to it. And that's processing the information. That's what we call thinking. Even the smallest particle of, you know, matter that exists, even even the smallest uh, electron or whatever we want to call it, the smallest bit of material substance that we can define gets affected by energy, which is information. It's a pattern. And this pattern changes when it interacts with matter. You throw a pebble onto the water, onto a smooth, perfectly flat surfaced lake or pond, and you throw that energy into that water, and it does something to that water. It changes it it moves it, it processes that information into a new pattern. And that's what math is. Math is a, a language, a manner of symbolizing those patterns. And if we look at all the different kinds of patterns that we see in math, we can actually boil them down to just a few basic patterns uh, which is why I'm a big fan of geometry, because, and which involves set theory as well. I haven't, or group theory, um, I haven't really studied much of that because there, <laughs> there isn't a lot of, of 
group therapy, group theory explanations that are offered on a, well, you know, a uh, explain like I'm five level or explain like I'm a human being level <laughs> as opposed to a explain like I'm a computer level. Um, so I don't know a whole lot about group theory, uh, which also has a lot to do with symmetry and it's all kind of related. But at the very basic elements of patterns, we can describe a few different things and, and they sort of they sort of describe all possible patterns and give us uh, sort of like an alphabet sort of like a, a rudimentary um, alphabet for describing how things can fit together and how these these patterns relate to one another uh, and what they do and these patterns basically start off with an empty space a venue for stuff existing you have to have this sort of pregnant pause before things start, before you can hold something. So we have this, it's essentially nothingness, but it's an existing nothingness, which is different from a non-existing nothingness. <laughs> but it's a, you know, like I said, it's, it's a container, it's an empty space, it's an openness. And so that's where we start off. And then we add stuff to it. And I'm going to talk very briefly about Pascal's triangle. Yeah, I know. Um, if, you've, if you've done any research on Pascal's triangle, you may have discovered this interesting thing where the, the rows of numbers, the horizontal rows, describe the geometric, um, essentially the building blocks of geometry. And it describes the simplest pattern, geometrical thing at that level. Um, it describes the, the number of elements, the number of these building blocks, um, these basic alphabetic digits, numerals, whatever you want to call them, letters. Um, it describes the number of them in the simplest object that exists in geometry that can be made at that level of whatever it is, um, at that dimension, I should say, that level of dimension. Um, so for example, the, the level that is 1331 on Pascal's triangle um, is, that's the third dimension, and that describes an object and each of these things, um, each of these numbers describe a, a component building block of those, in this case, the 3D object. So the one stands for the emptiness of space. And then the three stands for, the first three stands for three points. And then the second three stands for three lines. And then the fourth one or the, the last one, the fourth element, um, stands for one object. Um, sorry, one shape in this case. This is not three dimensions. This is two dimensions, sorry. Um, it's a two-dimensional shape. 
that we're getting. So 1331 stands for one space, three points, three lines, which make one shape. And a lot of people didn't realize for a long time, and maybe I'm the only one who realized it, is that that first row of ones that always goes down uh, def describes the space, the geometric space that has to exist. A lot of people just kind of threw that thing out, threw that, that whole row of ones out and said, eh, row of ones doesn't matter. <laughs> it's not relevant. It's not describing a geometric thing. Um, but of course it does. You have to have a space to put the geometric thing in. So that space always exists. So that first nothingness, emptiness, space, whatever you want to call it, that always exists and has existed since before the beginning of time or at the beginning of time or whatever we want to call it. It's the very first thing to exist, that nothingness, emptiness, um, but a real existential nothingness, um, the, the container to put everything in. Okay, so we have these these elements, and I just kind of briefly described them, but I'll go into it into more detail now that I'm done talking about Pascal's triangle. Um, so this this first pattern that we have, as I said, is the container, the emptiness, the space. But then we have to have a thing. We have to have something existing in that space. And that very first pattern, that very first thing that we get is a point. And that point is a location in that space. That's how we can describe it is a single unitary location in that space that exists. It's just a point. It doesn't take up really any any space other than that point um, that can be described in infinite simplicity, infinite tininess. Um, so we have that. So now we have two things. We have the emptiness of space, the nothingness, and then we have a point within that space. So we have sort of the interior, which is the point, and we have the exterior, which is the space. Um, then we have the third kind of thing, the third pattern, the third building block of all the things that can exist. And that can be described in a bunch of different ways, one of which is a line. So we have a point and then a line. And what is a line? A line is the connection between two points, which can also be described as a change, a difference, a movement. So we move, we start with one point and then we move it somewhere else and we get a line. So that's the third pattern. And from here, it kind of just keeps repeating the same stuff over and over again and just adding levels of dimension. So to get from a point to a line, we moved the point and followed that path. Well, to get from a line to a shape, we moved the line. Um, and for the simplest shape, we rotate the line around one of the points and that gives us a triangle. It gives us three points which make a triangle. And we can continue doing that ad, ad infinitum and we continue, we can do it with any kind of shape. The triangle is just the simplest shape. Go Bucky Fuller. 
Um, the triangle is the simplest shape that, that we can describe with these elements, but obviously we can go up a square. Uh, a sphere is technically simpler, but it's also actually more complex um, because a sphere is actually all of the points um, rather than having <laughs> point points. Um, I'm not going to talk about that anyway, but so we can do this for any shape and we can just keep adding more and more dimensions. If we move uh, a triangle, rotate that through another dimension into another dimension, we get a tetrahedron, um, which is, um, you know, a bunch of triangles. And that gives us, um, there are four points. We've added another point. Every time we go up a dimension, we add a point, a single point, which is why in, in Pascal's triangle, the second row after all the ones on the left, the second row is um, just goes up by one. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and ad infinitum. Um, because that's just adding one dimension, and every time you add a dimension, you add a point, a new point that you know you've rotated this stuff into, which generates a new point. Okay, so. We can keep doing that ad infinitum, and that means that we have um, infinite dimensions that we can rotate reality through. As far as I can see, the dimensions continue to go up. Some other people go into many, many, many dimensions of those realities and those realities and those realities, and I haven't really explored that. I'm going to stick to pretty much our own reality that we're aware of these four dimensions. But I just wanted to mention that so you might be able to think about it because it's kind of interesting. Okay, so to bring this all back to what are we doing here? Thinking. What is thinking? Thinking is taking in energy patterns and processing them, changing them, being affected by them. And then of course, at some point we also output energy patterns. Um, and that's doing, that's action, that's uh, affecting the universe itself. So it's us outputting the energy and sort of reflecting it or refracting it in some way um, back into the universe. So that's our, our processing of information, processing of energy. And that's what we do. Matter, things that are matter, physical stuff, thinks. It takes in information, it does something to it, is affected by it, and changes it, and then spits back an energy pattern that is different. And that different energy pattern itself goes out and affects other things, which think about them and then spit them out, spit something new out. And that's what we do. We do these patterns of things. We generate patterns. We observe patterns and then we generate new patterns. That's what we do. That's thinking. Everything does it. Everything that's physical matter does it. And each type of physical matter does it in a different way. Human beings can process information in our brains, in our bodies, in a three to four dimensional way three or four dimensional way, depending on how you want to think about it. Um, we take in information and we objectify it. That is intellectual level consciousness. This ability to 
model to represent the information that we're taking in in three dimensions or four again if you're thinking about time um, and most human beings at least uh, once they hit age I think it's eight I'd have to consult my little diagram um, but I believe it's eight uh, no I'm sorry it's actually um, intellectual thinking starts at 4.5 years four and a half years old um, is where intellectual thinking starts this ob ability to think in three dimensions before you're four and a half before like preschool um, you're mostly emotional you're mostly only able to think in um, two dimensions uh, you're able to think about your your own self and your own goals and then maybe another person's goals if you're really clever if you're really <laughs> with it as a kid um, or at least you're able to think about yourself now and someone else now um, but once you hit about four and a half the brain uh, the brain develops in a way so that you can think about uh, three dimensions so you can think about um, yourself and maybe your goals and then someone else and maybe their goals and how those two things relate to society's communities larger goals and that's uh, intellectual thinking that's objective logical thinking where we see um, we see sort of problem solving really come about because we can we can objectify things and then see how they interact um, so anyway, so that's that's the human level, the basic human level of consciousness, and that's what we do when we think. Now there's one higher level, which is the philosophical level, the four-dimensional level, and that's where we think about objective things as they change through time. So that gives us the ability to sort of understand or at least postulate um, how how a whole culture, how a whole science, um, any sort of objective reality can change as time passes. And that's what we either call spirituality or philosophy, depending on how you're looking at it. And that doesn't actually fully kick into gear until we're um, almost 40 years old. Uh, the brain doesn't fully develop the prefrontal cortex until age 40 which uh, most people didn't realize, and even many neuroscientists uh, aren't aware of this, or at least weren't aware of it until very recently, where people have actually done some studies on, on the prefrontal cortex and how it changes over time, because <laughs> unfortunately, um, for some ridiculous reason, uh, most, or at least many uh, psychology and neurology and even just regular biology science studies on humans were done on college students uh, who are primarily and, and mostly male uh, there's a, there's a term for this and I can't think of what it is but there's a nor it's not normal there's some there's some funny acronym that that's basically uh, white male white male you know college student um, and that's, and it, it's basically that that's all they studied for many, many years in science when it comes to human behavior and human biology. They only knew how, you know, 20 something or late teenage something male guys in college uh, 
functioned. <laughs> they only just recently started studying other ages and other genders, <laughs> other other ethnicities. Um, but anyway, so yes, the 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 fourth dimension does start at around age 40 and it really kicks into gear then. Um, you can sort of see it a little bit, it, hints of it, I think personality wise, genetics wise um, exist before then, but you really see it like the brain say, oh, I can, I can now sort of start seeing, um, I can see my logical thinking and how that changes and how logic isn't the be all end all of reality and objective quote, facts, uh, can vary and still be true. Uh, you can have, you know, a fact that changes over time, and it's true the whole time, even though it's a different, it's a different set of facts, because our reality changes over time. So anyway, so that's what we do. That's what we're doing here. We're thinking. We're thinking machines. Everything that's material, everything that's a thing, does this. We take in information, we process it, we think about it. It bounces around in our heads. We create these symbols, these ideas, this artwork, whatever you want to call it, uh, this, this representation of the reality that we've taken in through our senses, this information, this energy we've taken in, and we model it in our brains and in our bodies and then we act on it. We somehow react to it in some way and then put a new kind of energy that's been transformed out into the world that so that it's, you know, it's like a recipe. You've, you know, you write a recipe down on a piece of paper, that's the information of the recipe, but actually making the recipe, interacting those chemicals, that material, that matter, um, moving those things around and then and then doing something to it, mixing it, and then it outputs something new. It is not the recipe. The recipe is the information, but you've output something new and you've created something else. And that's what we do. We think, we take in information, we think about it, we process it, and then we output something new, some new form of energy, a change to the universe that uh, goes on to affect the rest of the universe. And that's what we all do. So yeah, we think, therefore, we is, are, am. Right? Okay, I'm going to leave you with that. And um, as usual, you can always get in touch with me by emailing me at thewiseturtle at gmail.com, T-H-E-W-I-S-E-T-U-R-T-L-E at G-M-A-I-L dot com. And you can find me on Reddit as Turl, T-U-R-I-L. So if you go to reddit, R-E-D-D-I-T dot com, then put a slash in and say user, U-S-E-R, slash Turl, T-U-R-I-L. And that's me. You'll find everything I write there, um, much of which is probably not terribly interesting. But um, you can also link look to my uh, communities that I have started on Reddit. Uh, one is Holistic Enchilada with a W W H O L I S T I C Enchilada. That's one community where I post kind of whatever I want and everybody else is welcome to post there too. Um, sort of an open-ended sort of philosophical approach to life but basically looking at how to make the world a better place and understand the world better. And I've also started a new community 
that is more f- specifically philosophy based that's a little more active and that's called uh, the examined life after Socrates statement of the unexamined life is not worth living well I'm trying to help people find a life that is worth living and so the examined life is the community there um, so if you want to join me in talking about that and uh, I may or may not still be doing something on Twitch um, I'm not really happy with my my setup here and I've pretty much run out of money uh, so I'm hesitant to actually do that but if I do do that I will post it um, a little announcement hopefully beforehand on either my Twitter well on Twitter on Reddit probably on Facebook um, and maybe on Instagram also if you check out my Instagram I've just started an Instagram under Terrell Cronberg my full name T-U-R-I-L-C-R-O-N-B-U-R-G just kind of all mushed together in one one wordish and I've been putting a few little um, sort of tidbits, uh, most videos. I'm trying to make these little mini videos of philosophy and uh, that kind of go along with this longer podcast. So if you check me out there, you can see a bunch of stuff. And I, I also post a bunch of just random other stuff there too sometimes, especially in the, the stories I'm wandering around town here. You can check those out. So, uh, I hope to hear from you or not, or just have you lurking in the background. That's nice too. And uh, wish you all a good thinking. Namaste.